I hate the army. Usually I just can't stand it, but this is different. This is hate. Sorry, I'm on a rigid diet. No alcohol before breakfast. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always, my good pal, Simon. Oh, gentlemen. <laughs> Happy 7th anniversary. Can you Yay! believe it? We've been doing this for seven, seven years. years. Have you got the seven-year itch going on yet? Oh, yeah. my gosh, I know. It's crazy. Yeah, this is... It doesn't uh, seem like seven years. No. It doesn't. No. I mean, we released this, uh, the very first episode of the MASH on February 1st of 2011. And this episode oh is being released on February 1st of 2018. Wow. Yeah. Just crazy. Crazy. It is. All right. It is. Well, getting old. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. We still I was in my 30s when we started this. <laughs> <laughs> so was I. Uh, oh, really? Oh, wow. I was <laughs> just, yeah, I was just in my, my, well, I was late 30s, like 39, yeah. almost 40. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, we still got years to go on this, so we'll be doing this for a while. Okay, for this episode, it's from Season 7, Episode 24, called A Night at Rosie's. It's the 171st episode overall, directed by Burt Medcalf, written by Ken Levine and David Isaacs. It originally aired on February 26, 1979, and the production code is T426. I hate the army. Usually I just can't stand it, but this is different. This is hate. Two days in surgery. I remove enough shrapnel to build a DeSoto. I eat back an entire post-op full of patients. Then I go to the mess tent for my first decent meal. You know what they have for breakfast? I'm closed. Spam omelets with dried fruit cocktails. Now, how can I eat that and look my mouth in the face? Sorry, my pots and pans are asleep. Rosie, one quick nourishing breakfast, please. Okay. I still got some grease left over from last night. What do you have? A beer and a bowl. What? The Breakfast of Ex-Champions. Ah, listen to that. Snap, crackle, and burp. I also have the plot summary. In an act of protest, Hawkeye goes to Rosie's bar and decrees he's not leaving. One by one, he is joined by fellow surgeons and staff, including a very annoyed Colonel Potter. Whatever you got in a shot glass. I might as well open. Anything to smoke? Special today. Two bits. My treat. Thanks. It's got teeth marks on it. It's a demonstrator model. I am Hawkeye Pierce. And I forget your name? Scully. Jack Scully. Listen, uh, I don't mean to pry, but are the Chinese right outside the door or something? Nope. I just came off the line about five miles back. Hell of a battle. When it was over, I decided to go away for a little rest. I've been walking and thumbing since sunrise. You're AWOL? About three hours. AWOL. Did I hear AWOL? Sorry, buddy, but out you go. I don't want no MPs busting in on me. I run a family bar. I'll vouch for him, Rosie. One MP and it's your butt. I've been out there for six months. 
Every day, crawling and scratching from one lousy foxhole to another, watching buddies of mine get clobbered two feet away, knowing there's no end in sight. Well, I call time out. I'm lucky to have made it this far, and I ain't going back. That's the spirit. This war's over for me, Mac. I'm gonna sit right here and order drinks and pay for them with whatever I got on my back, or it'll last out a good ten years. And the guest stars in this episode. Well, Joshua Bryant plays uh, Sergeant Jerry Jack Scully. Now, his movie credits have included acting roles in films and television movies such as Black Noon, Enter the Devil, The Morning After, Trapped Beneath the Sea, Framed, The Night That Panicked, America, Man-Eaters Are Loose. I mean, they're all well-known uh, known <laughs> films then. Uh, but then we do we do get Salem's Lot in 1979. Uh, so we did come back. Um, and he was also active in television as he had uh, guest roles on Columbo, Little House in the Prairie, The Rockford Files, and of course several other television hits. Well, he's a he's a very uh, well known or big actor back then. Did lots well, of things. Well, he, yeah, he's, he's, he did, clearly he didn't choose his uh, <laughs> his films well, but I mean, you know, you got to pay the rent. Yes. All right. Next up, we have Eileen Saki, who plays Rosie. Eileen is an actress who was the final and longest running actress to play Rosie, proprietor of Rosie's Bar in the television series Mash. She also had a small but memorable role in the season five premiere episode as the head madam of a Kakutesh group of prostitutes. Uh, Joe Dulida plays Major Frank Dorset. Now, Joe is another actor to appear in a lot of classic TV series such as Incredible Hulk and Mannix and The Legendary Streets of San Francisco. And then we have Richard Lee Sung, who played Hom Kim. Richard, or Mr. Cheat as we like to call him, appears in 11 episodes of MASH. He also appeared in Trapper John MD and After MASH. Yeah. That's cool. And uh, we have uh, Jennifer Davis Westmore, plays a nurse. Uh, Jennifer appeared in 11 episodes of MASH, one episode of Trapper MD, and her last role was in Reflections of a Life. Never heard of it. No. And rounding out our guest is, of course, Kelly Nakahara, returning as the lovely Kelly Yamato. <laughs> they sent me to this stinking place and they won't let me go home. Sorry, I didn't know. I'm sure glad I'm not in your shoes. Hey, let's not talk about it. As long as we're here, there's no out there. Just us. No lousy war, no crummy army. And the skies are not cloudy all day. Right. You know, Scully makes sense. What he's trying to say is... You stop me if I'm wrong. What's he trying to say? That Rosie's is an oasis. A bamboo security blanket. A neutral country, all its own. Yeah. Yeah, a country. Why don't we form our own country? Yeah, right. There. You see what you did, Uncle Sam? We seceded from the Union. Hey, wait a minute. Don't we got to give our country a name? Otherwise, how can school kids ever study about us? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right, a name. All right, okay, I got it. I got it. How's this? Canada. What? I think that's being used. All right, well, then let's name it after, after the founder, Rosie. How's this? Rosie Land. Rosie Land is the name of a ballroom, not a country. If you let me call it Rosie Land, I'll be Laverne. Rosie Land is perfect. Rosie, another round. Everybody drinking, anybody paying? How about a bottle on the house? We just declared your crummy saloon to be a sovereign new state, Rosie Land. I gotta start watering the booze. Our motto is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happy hour. And we're staying here forever. Just don't make a mess. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. You want to start us off, Meds? Uh, yeah. Um, mm. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm on a bit of a roll on this one. Wow, I, think. Um, I really like this one. Uh, you know, I, I don't dislike it. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's just that, 
again, it's an it's an episode. Maybe I'm overthinking it. I mean, let, let me let me give out the good points first. I love the fact that he's got beer in a bowl. I love that <laughs> whole thing. Uh, that that is just brilliant. My Hawkeye's just doing that. And when Scully comes in, I don't, I'm I'm sure I've seen him before, but I'm not sure. Um, and I just like the fact that he's just had enough. You know, he comes mm-hmm. in, and I do quite like the whole idea of a party starting to build in. I love the fact that Margaret comes in, and yes, okay, we've had that one before as well, where she has a go at the nurses for not inviting her. But this is more of a uh, a humorous a thing, joke, it's yes. sort of like yeah, yeah. jokey thing, and it's clear that they've moved on from that incident, and they all do like to have a beer together, yep. and that I really do like. Yep. Um, I always like to see Mister Teeth. That's always nice, you know. <laughs> um, and I, I do like the whole thing of your father Mulcahy when Charles comes in, and with Charles saying, "What are you doing, Pierce? You're touching me." That I really <laughs> like. You know what I mean? The, the, the major who's in the corner who's drunk. I don't quite get that. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I, but I do like the whole thing of the tying Charles. Well, that's that's quite that's quite nice. And uh, there's a nice cracking punch for Margaret later on. But uh, the, the thing is, is that also the oh yeah, the flag the flag being the underwear is really nice. And then you find out that actually that's come off a nurse because mm-hmm. they look like men's underwear to me. But <laughs> well, there you go. I just found it. I mean, I did enjoy it. And saying that, I don't I don't hate you or anything like that. I mean, I'd give it a seven out of ten, which is a it's a bit of a low score really. Yeah. But the thing is, is that it's one of those things again where. You, it's. I, I, I hate to say the word, and this, I know we'll get. I'll get chastised for this from our listeners when I turn around and say it's slightly unbelievable because it's a TV program and it's meant to be unbelievable. But these are professional doctors; they can get patients come in any minute to a oh, certain yeah. degree. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, no, yeah. there's no hint that. The, well, clearly because Scully's just come off the front line, so the front line's not that far away, and and you know, there's no hint in this. If they turn around and said, "Oh yeah, you know, there's a ceasefire yeah. going on." Yeah. Acceptable, fair enough. And Scully's just done it, but there isn't. And this to me shows that it's it's just unprofessional of them to be drinking yeah. and getting drunk and all yeah. this. And but not just yeah, you could probably get away with Hawkeye just doing it, and because you think because he is a brat at times, we know that. But the fact that then BJ comes along, uh, uh, you know, everyone's in there getting drunk and having a good time, uh, you know, and that's fine. But <laughs> what happened if it, what happened before the patients came in? You know, all of them are in there again. Oh, I mean, is this because we know that you know doctors? Frontline B, they're yeah. in the tent at the moment doing it all. But it's not because Potter's searching for them all. He wants to know where his team have gone. Also, the one thing I want to know is whereabouts is Rosie's bar situated? Because there's a nurse who turns up there from another MASH unit. So, where where is this meant to be? Because she she just pops in from another MASH unit. Or is that later on? No, no I think I'm listening. Right. No, that's a, that's another episode later on. Oh, I'll get still, to that. That's that the next me. episode. Yeah. 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 But again, because Rosie's Bar doesn't move, where is it? <laughs> well, Rosie's Bar is just outside the entrance of the MASH camp, so... You're led to believe that, but yes. I'll, I'll be okay, I, 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 I think you're overthinking this. I complain to you about the same thing. <laughs> when the when the doctors, are all, all of them are drunk, I'm like, what if yeah. the choppers came now? But, you yeah. know, it is a TV series, and that's what they do, you know. So there's really, I kind of, you just have kind of overlooked that. Um, I thought this was a fun, I mean, I had, it was a fun episode. It was just fun to see people let loose and have fun. Um, mm. Just because it's always so tense and it's always so, you know, everything's dire straits. You know, there's injured people or they're dying or they need this or that. And it's just fun to have this fun, lighthearted, you know, no one cares what's going on. And I love that they just decided to make Rosie its own little sovereign state. I just, I, I it was just a fun episode. Even though I didn't, I, I wrote down cornflakes plus beer equals ew. I would <laughs> never pour beer into my cornflakes. 
But um, no. <laughs> Just trying to think if I've ever done that. <laughs> I'm not a big beer person, so that's the only reason why I wouldn't do that. I really like Scully. I thought he was a really cool character. And mm. I agree. It's nice to see... Because you know, I'm sure that happened more than once, where people just kind of walked away. They'd had enough. Oh, yeah. I'm done for the day. You know, I just want to go grab a beer and just chill for a minute. So I like that aspect. And I love the fact that Margaret lets him go and helps him escape. <laughs> Yeah. You know, that was and again, it, as you say, you know, we see her character it regresses she regresses sometimes to the old Margaret, but in this episode they really, you know, with her her relationship with the nurses, how she was coming down on them, but then it was a joke after all. She's like, why didn't you invite me? What's going on here? Oh, Major, we just came in for a little drink. We're not on duty and everybody's here. That's what I mean. Why wasn't I invited? We didn't think you'd be interested. That's going to cost you both a drink. Well, sit down. I like that scene. And then, you know, with her allowing, because she's so by the book and she allows this, this guy to leave because she understands that sometimes you just need a break from it all. Mm. Um, and I think that's what the whole episode was. Was just everybody just needed a break. Um, what they did to Charles, I think that was a little excessive, because <laughs> he could have had them put in the brig for that, or have them arrested. Oh, yeah. I mean, like he really should have in real life. That would have. There's no way you're gonna, you know, uh, tie up your a major who's in who's above you. But it was funny. It made it funny. I love the fact that Potter puts the gag back in in his mouth to shut him up because he keeps talking. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, you know, and I, I like Potter's speech about respect. You know, as a commander, I let you two get away with a lot around here, even hog-tying a surgeon. But if I let you walk out on me and take the whole camp with you, there's nothing to command. I'm afraid I'm going to have to shut this wingding down. Look, oh, Colonel, there are a lot of people in there who haven't had a night like this in a long time. I know, I know a thing like this is needed, but I need something to respect. It's supposed to come with the job, and besides, I've earned it. Colonel, there were a lot of things we meant to show our disrespect for, but unfortunately, you got caught in the rush. To put it another way, we're sorry. He he really, you know, the guys didn't mean anything, didn't mean any disrespect to Potter. They didn't see that. It never even crossed their mind that they were disrespecting him and not showing, you know, because Potter has to have a certain amount of authority at, at camp. Mm. If these guys constantly go above him or don't listen to him it looks bad on Potter so I yeah. mean I get that yeah. and I think they get it and they apologize and so that was I like that whole little scene but you know but he lets them stay he doesn't you know he doesn't uh, he doesn't shut them down until everyone get back I feel bad for Rosie because her place gets destroyed in the fight but... oh that place always gets destroyed <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's made out of paper yeah <laughs> but no I really I gave this eight and a half I almost gave it a nine Oh wow! Yeah, I I just it was a fun departure from the normal mash, you know, and that's what I liked about it. It was seeing another side to these characters, seeing them just having fun and not, mm. you know, it's just it, it was just different, and and I think that's what appealed to me was seeing you know, and it was fun. I, you know, I love drunk people. I know you don't <laughs> like drunk people, but I love drunk no. people. So to see these people <laughs> slightly inebriated and you know just let yeah. loose, it was it was very enjoyable. I had a lot of fun with this. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's so refreshing to meet a man like you. Oh, really? Yes. The only ones I get to meet lately are general officers, real softies, who hang their big pot bellies over the dinner table and spout, war is hell. <laughs> How do I get a job like that? <laughs> There's a real strength about you. I don't mean just the broad shoulders. It's a real force that's almost overpowering. You're crushing my hand. Oh, I'm sorry. So how long do you have before you rejoin your unit? Margaret, I kind of like you, except for one thing. You talk a little too much. Oh, that's only because I'm so interested in you. You'll never make general. All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. I think I have our first one. This is the first appearance of Eileen Saki as Rosie, as mentioned earlier. She is the third actress to play Rosie. She would inhabit the role for the remainder of the series. She's the one I remember. Yeah, yes, exactly. Same, when yeah, I think of Rosie, yeah. that is the one I remember. Because, like I said, I think she's in the next, you know, she's in the next, what, four seasons? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, when Charles is tied up and ranting to Colonel Potter about Hawkeye and BJ, he says that he wants these vermin hung. A blue-blooded Harvard-educated doctor would know that the proper word is hanged, not hung. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the end of the bar fight, someone gets pushed through a glass window with a large crash of glass. Klinger then delivers the last line in front of the now-broken window. The translucent glass, in quotation marks, is clearly a plastic sheet which can be seen hanging and moving behind him. The same window is visible in the background of the last scene of the show. Yeah, I noticed that as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, this episode is unique as it takes place entirely in Rosie's bar, an apparent and possible uh, intentional deviation from Alan Alder's insistence that at least one scene in every episode takes place in the operating room. Yeah, very few episodes don't have an operating room scene. Yeah, a well, uh, cave? Yep. No, the, are <laughs> they in the, the, at the beginning of the series? At the beginning um, of the episode. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, they may not be operating, but they're in the operating, packing up. They're in the operating, yeah. yeah. Hmm. In the closing credits, Scully's name is listed as Jerry Scully. He introduces himself as Jack. Maybe it's a nickname, but he's called Jack every time afterwards. Uh, yeah, I think that's a very, uh, isn't that a very kind of like an American thing? Jack sort of and like Jerry? I don't Jack. think a bit so. like... No, because isn't it wasn't? Oh, I might be on getting my history wrong, but wasn't John F. Kennedy called Jack? Yes, time? but that's it John. Was, yeah, and his his name's John. Yes, jo Jack so, is nowhere short. near. No, no John nowhere. is. Yes, Jack is short for John. I mean, you can interchange it. That's a nickname. But Jerry, oh, I've John? never heard Jerry replaced hmm. with Jack. How can Jack be short for John? I it's don't the same have amount a of letters. Don't oh, have Jonathan. A yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Send in your emails, listeners. Um, <laughs> the uh, switching of actresses in the role of Rosie mimics the actual handing over of the real-life Rosie's bar during the Korean War from mother to daughter. Alan Alder became aware of this when he received a letter from the real Rosie Jr. about the incident in, uh, in the early 1980s, a copy of which is available in the book The Last Days of MASH by Alan and Arlene Alder. I'm going to look that because I've got that book. <laughs> Very cool. And now we have a fun fact. For a medical show, one would think that the creators would try to make it as accurate as possible. From how the medicine works to how the x-rays would look. However, any time in the show that they take an x-ray of someone who has shrapnel wounds, the shrapnel comes out looking dark. However, because shrapnel is metal, they should show up as white splotches, something which doesn't happen on the show. 
I don't know if they do that for a visual, to, so you can actually see it on camera. But you would see white as well as dark. Yeah, I mean, they could just put some paint on it, couldn't they? Yeah, guess, that's weird. Today. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> you know. Colonel Potter, what an honor. Let me clear out a few of these bumps and get you a table. That's okay, Rosie. I just stopped by to see where my camp went. Here's... What's going on here? I've been losing people all day. It's very simple, Colonel. We quit the war. Uh-huh. When you quit, you're supposed to give notice. Oh, Colonel, I found Hawkeye. He's over at Rosie's. You two are deep in my doghouse. And where's that officer of the day? Uh, over here. He's fit to be tied. It was easy roping him, but it took six of us to get the gag in his mouth. Where do you want him branded? Why can't you three learn to play together? Okay, Winchester. Colonel, I... I was raised in a gracious and civilized atmosphere. I was taught the golden rule, and with the exception of some few business dealings, I've learned to live by it. However, in this case, I want these vermin hung. I want them buried in anthills, their bodies smeared with honey. Easy, Major. I want them drawn and quartered, and I want the pieces arrested. Shush, Winchester. He's got a case. I have never been so humiliated in my life. In between dances, they come over here and they sit on me. <laughs> Will you pipe down? I demand that you bring charges against all the people. <laughs> okay, Winchester, I'll take care of everything. You just relax. You, follow me. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter, at MASH 4077 podcast and you can follow me at hawkeye mids you can find me kenny at geeky fanboy and if you're enjoying this podcast and want to make a donation it would be much appreciated you can either go to our main website and there is a paypal button or you can go to patreon.com slash geeky fanboy that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash geeky fanboy and you can become a monthly donator to our podcast and remember, you can follow us on iTunes, Direct Download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast. Alright, so that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, again, I think I enjoy this more than meds. <laughs> <laughs> There's only two of us. One of us is going to enjoy it more than the other one. <laughs> I know, but this is two episodes in a row. Um, uh, it going to get any better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. What time is it? About a half past the 20th century. We better get back. I got duty in post office this afternoon. Yeah, we're probably going to start getting casualties soon. It's too quiet around here. Good night, Rosie. Thanks for a great time. Get lost already. Somebody call me a cab! What's that? I'm going to grab a cab. Cab! I've got a meeting at Pearl Harbor in half, half an hour. He's alive. This isn't the Hale Kalani. Where am I? Where do you think you are? Honolulu. I'm stationed over at Schofield. I don't think you're going to make your meeting. You're in Korea. Korea? Wow. They really took me seriously. What? I was sitting with some of my friends, and we were toasting July 4th. And I was saying how I'd like to join the fun in Korea. They must have stuck me on a transport. Why would anybody need to get drunk in Hawaii? Come on. As long as you're here, we'll show you some of the fun. And you really need a drink. 
By the way, it's not July 4th. It's about August 10th. Well, what do you know? I've been plastered for five weeks. That's a new record. In Honolulu, maybe, but not here. Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Hey, MASH fans. Time for another la-la-la. Let me do it again, sorry. La-la-la? Yeah, la-la-la-la. Ah, that was well done. You could have just said a group of prostitutes. I don't think anybody would have noticed. It's written there, the, I have to say it. Yeah, you got to get the cockutesh. Cockutesh. Sounds very apt. Um, anyway.